You may be seated. Well, I want to welcome you to our Ash Wednesday service morning service here this morning, and thank you for coming early and uh, beginning together. And I just, Pastor Dan, thanks for being here um, from Trinity Baptist. It's nice to have you. So glad to have you with us. I just want to make a few, I promise, a few comments about Lent this morning. I want to point out three things. In just a moment, I will invite you in very formal language to observe a holy Lent. And there's a reason there's a formality. Lent is designed to disorient us from what we think is right in ourselves. It's one of the reasons that this service sometimes is a little bit lightly attended and usually on the end of Ash Wednesday with ashes on my head, I lay my head down on my pillow and think, man, that was a weird day. It's a weird day, kind of odd. It's meant to disorient us. We put on black. We just get quiet for a moment. It's God's way of asking us together to come and to turn our affections from ourselves toward him but not only toward him, toward others as well. And so just three comments. First, to observe a holy Lent, which we'll be invited to in a moment, takes true humility. True humility. Jesus gives us a warning about the kind of fast that isn't humble. He says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. Really critical to be seen by them. Sometimes we get a little crazy about it. Like, I can't tell you what I'm fasting from because I don't want, you know, my reward here. No, no, no. What, what, what was happening is, everybody, look what I'm giving up. Woo! You know, no sugar, as if sugar will kill you, right? <laughs> to give it up. To counteract this kind of righteousness, Jesus says that we should give fast and pray in secret. And I love how Eugene Peterson says, not blowing our own horns. Not even kind of thinking about, you know, this whole idea, don't let the right hand know what the left hand's doing. We're not even going to put too much attention on what we do. We're not going to just even, we're not even going to wake up and go, wow, that was great. Yesterday I didn't have any sugar or I didn't watch TV or I gave a dollar to a homeless guy. We're just not even going to think about it. It's going to be natural practice for us. We're just going to do it. We're not going to dwell on it. And it takes great humility to do this because we are prone to get credit. For ourselves we are aren't we we that the old hymn prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the god i love right we're prone to this to get credit for ourselves but in lent the disorientation is no we're truly humble we don't want to get credit for ourselves this was the problem in the passage that jan read from isaiah the people were saying even god says to them i don't want this kind of humility it's fake you're sitting in ashes and putting on black and yelling to everybody, look at me, I'm humble. It is true humility. So how do we do this? Well, in Lent, we quiet our hearts before God each day to allow him to speak to us in prayer. Our prayer during Lent takes on an intentionality of listening. One of the ways that we can be truly humble is that we let God do the talking during Lent. In our times of prayer, there's quiet, and there's contemplation, and there's meditation. It comes from spending time with God in prayer. And so I just want to uh, encourage you for a few things. We have daily office books out on the table. 
This is a great way to let God talk to us in prayer. He talks to us through scriptures and ancient prayers. I I have an app on my phone that I really like that I will commend to you called Pray As You Go. And it's just a 10 or 11 minute Lectio Divina. Just a little music to get us quiet and then a scripture passage and a few questions to just consider. It takes about 10 or 11 minutes. And it's a beautiful way to... I like to do it in kind of the middle of the day when my mind starts to race and I want to take credit. <laughs> Center me again, God. And, and, and uh, Tamara has for years produced a Lenten day book at her blog, A Sacramental Life, and it uses art and ancient prayers and the daily office scripture readings to accompany our journey toward the cross. These are just a few tools. There's a lot out there. Whatever you use, let it get your heart quiet. But there's another thing for true humility to happen is that we... Observe a holy Lent by demonstrating God's love through the giving of alms. We fast so we have space to pray, but we also fast so that we give up things that demand our money so that we can give that money away. That's a fast. That is the fast that God demands. Isaiah, again, this fast I choose It is to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. We demonstrate God's love to others through giving of alms. Because when we pray, not only are our hearts turned toward God in Lent, they are turned toward the people that he loves. And he loves the poor. Jesus is clear about how much God loves the poor. His first public sermon was from Isaiah, where God says, I love the poor. I love the poor. And so we give alms graciously and kindly. Um, We have a a basket. We're not taking a formal um, offering today, but if you'd like, anything that goes in that basket today will go toward our deacon's discretionary fund, and that goes to helping people in need, both inside of our community, but outside of our community as well. And um, I just want to say both our deacon and rector's discretionary funds have been used to almost zero because we've helped a lot of people in the last year, especially being in this space has afforded us places to help the poor. So we've done that. So anything that goes in there today is there. And you can also write a check for either of those funds and throw them in the basket on Sundays. We have a Lenten Blessing Bags project, and you'll see out by our table out here that there are on the bulletin board, there's a list. You can take a picture with your phone of things that we need and our Children's ministry at the end of the month are going to make blessing bags to hand out to homeless people as we travel through our days. And so this this, uh, Lent, bring things to add to that basket so that we can give it away. And then soup suppers on Monday, we're going to have a basket out for our friends at Bridges International. And this, this offering is going to be specifically not to make the ministry run, but what we've asked them to do is to take that money and to find one or two students who are in physical need and to give them that gift uh, anonymously. We're, we're not going to let the right hand know what the other hand is doing. We're going to get any credit for that. They're going to say, hey, a church gave us some money to give to you. That's what they're going to say. We're going to do it anonymously. So those are just three ways that we together can give alms. And speaking of together, the last way that we keep a holy Lent is together. As a family. As a church, Jesus warns us not to practice our giving of alms and our prayer and our fasting in order to get accolades. He warns us about that, but that does not mean he doesn't want us to walk together. In fact, I would just encourage you that the only way to keep a holy Lent is together. Doing it alone 
I'm telling you what, you try to do it alone, you'll be out by Saturday. I mean, it just will be, right? I'm not going to let anyone know what I'm doing. I'm going to hunker in, and by Saturday, here comes the, you know, sure, corn pops for breakfast or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> TV's back on. God expects that we will trade the world's ways of isolationism and stoicism and self-reliance for his ways of relationship, honesty, and giving and receiving. There's a trade that happens in Lent. We decide not to be isolated any longer. We decide not to be stoic and closed up any longer. We decide not to hoard things for ourselves any longer. But we choose instead the gospel principles that we're invited to. Relationship with one another. Honesty with one another. Giving and receiving from one another. Lenten fast isn't just about giving things up. It's also about putting things on. And the things that we put on together will last together. Our victories will be sweeter. Our losses will be better mourned. And our walk will be linked arm in arm with others as we move to the cross. And I got to tell you something. Here's the beautiful thing. Jesus moved to the cross largely by himself. He asked us to move to the cross together. How will we do this together? Well, come to church on Sunday mornings. We would love to walk together. These are beautiful services during Lent. And then I would just encourage us to take on a practice of expressing our spiritual and emotional weaknesses as well as our physical weaknesses. But don't let me just encourage us, the physical weaknesses are super acceptable. We share those a lot with one another, but when it comes to our spiritual weaknesses, not so much. So express those together. And as James writes, the best way that we can do this together is confess our sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This could be done a couple of ways during Lent. You could do that with some brothers and sisters, a safe band of brothers and sisters who can walk with you, and you could just say, I'm struggling with this. Will you pray with me during Lent? I want to give this up and not pick it back up afterwards. I want this to be gone from my life. And I also will have, um, I would love, our, in our Anglican liturgy, we have a beautiful and simple confession service that I would love to do with anybody who would like to do that. It's a really simple way to do it this Lent. I wear my collar every day during Lent. So please come so it feels like I did it for a reason. No, I'm kidding. That's not why to confess. But I will be in my collar and we will be ready. Jan will also be available to do this. I won't make her wear a collar every day, but you could just call Jane and say, hey, is Brian or Jan there? I want to stop by. It's that simple. We'll come down to the prayer room. This is a simple, it's on two pages in our prayer book. And you will kneel on our kneeler and I'll sit there and I'll just, Jan or I, we'll just hear your confession. And then we have a beautiful, we'll just absolve you in Jesus' name. Isn't it beautiful to have a word spoken over you to say you're forgiven? That's why we confess to one another. And then you go on your way. If the daytime doesn't work, you know, call Jane and make an appointment. I'd, we would love to come here during the evening or on a Saturday or even, even early on a Sunday. We'll, do, we'll, we'll make it work. But if you would like to engage in kind of a formal confession, we would love to join you in it. So true humility, giving of alms, and together, I now invite you to a holy Lent.